the Victorious Life TV broadcast. I'm Lisa Boldo, and as always, it's an honor and a joy, a real pleasure to be with you. So I'm hoping that there's no te technical difficulties, um, and um, I'm going to just wait for a message to pop up in the chat, and then I'll know that we can keep going. But I hope that you've been having an awesome week. I actually have two um, stories to share with you tonight that I believe they will encourage you. Um, but in tonight's broadcast, and I do want to welcome those who will watch the replay as well, those who might be watching on YouTube, or perhaps you'll hear this on a podcast later. You know, the word of God is evergreen, meaning it's always active, right? Hebrews 4, 4.12 says that the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. So that's wonderful. Um, I hope that you guys can see me because I'm not seeing anything yet. Um, well, let's see here. Bear with me one second. Um, okay. Um, hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep going and hopefully a message will, you know, something will pop up soon where somebody will say, we can hear you, we can see you because it's been like a minute and something should have popped up. Um, oh my gosh, I really hope that we're we're good. It says that we're live, so I think we're good. All right, so talking about standing, standing firm. You know, in Ephesians, oh good, someone just, okay, you guys obviously can see me because I, I see the first comment coming, coming in. Someone said, pray for my son. Um, okay, um, Ethel, I would ask you to email me and let me know exactly what's going on with your son. I've gotten an email from you before, but I need some detail there. So anyway, welcome, welcome. All right, here we go. Talking about standing firm in and on God's word. In Ephesians, you know, Ephesians 6 talks about putting on the whole armor of God, right? And then verse 12, I just want to say, well, actually... I'm going to start at verse 10, Ephesians 6.10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Verse 11, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Okay, verse 12, for our struggle, our struggle, it's not against flesh and blood, right? But it's against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So what he's saying is our struggle is not people. It's not against people. It's against the demons, the demonic influence that, you know, they've given themselves over to, you know, the, this is what's happening. Verse 13, therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand to after you've done everything. Well, listen, what had, what did Jesus tell us? He said in John 14, 12, he said, truly, truly, I tell you, those who believe in me will do the works, the same works that I do and even greater works than these. Why? He said, because I go to my father. So he's given us his authority, right? Luke 10, 19, he said, I give you, this isn't to the world. This is to those who belong to him. Those, right, if you've got the spirit of God in you, you've asked Jesus to come in and be your Lord and Savior. Okay, 
Jesus said, I give you authority, right? To trample over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. So do we know that the enemy has, listen, the only power that he really has is the power of suggestion. And when you agree with him, he can wreak total havoc in your life. Where there's agreement or partnership with the with the with the spirit of fear or the devil, you're giving him, you're giving him basically your authority to run over you, right? People who don't know the word of God, it's too easy to just fall or believe some deception or some lie that's out there in the world, like the big lie that's going on in the world right now. And, you know, I can see that slowly, but, you know, people are waking up. And and so in any event, I don't want to get off topic here, but I was really grateful that there was a five-hour hearing on Capitol Hill just this week on all the evidence about the big lie and the disaster, the disastrous results that it's been causing. Um, um, actually, um, the news channel OAN, OAN, it's or OANN.com, or yeah, OANN.com, or OAN, the news channel, they're going to be airing this five-hour hearing again this weekend. So if, if say, if you've got Verizon as your carrier, um, I don't know, if, or, or, you know, Maybe you could find it online somewhere if you don't, you know, have a subscription to OAN or whatever. But if Verizon is your carrier, I believe it's channel 616 and they will be airing it. So in any event, okay, you know, when you're, when you've got the spirit of truth in you, the Holy Spirit, he will keep you on the side of truth when you submit yourself to him. You know, as you're in God's word or just in constant communication with the Lord, you give the Holy Spirit permission to, to, well, he's always speaking. I want to get this right. Lord, help me with the right words. But you allow him to speak into your spirit where you will receive what he has to say. This is so important. You know, today, just, just, just for instance, I got in my car and I was getting ready to go somewhere to pick up one thing at the store. And the store that I had in mind to go to is like 20 minutes away. And then by the time I get there, park, but it would have taken me a whole hour. There's a, there's a store literally two minutes up the street that I didn't even think of on my own. And as I was getting ready to pull out the driveway, I heard the Holy Spirit, not heard, but the, the clear thought came to me, go there to the, to the, store that's two minutes up the street. And I was like, thank you so much, Holy Spirit, because I'm, 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 I want to always leave myself open for the Lord. So anyway, I'm telling you, I did not think of that on my own. I was just like, Oh Lord, you know, like I, I, I would love it if there was somewhere closer that I could go and boom, the thought came and I'm like, ah, thank you, Lord. You know, and when you thank the Lord and you praise the Lord, I'm telling you, you just, you have his overwhelming presence just with you, right? He inhabits the praises of his people. All right. So verse 14, or let me go back to 13. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, right? Against the devil, stand your ground, right? And after you've done everything, you just stand. And you know something, if it looks like 
time is running out or, you know, it looks like they're going to, you know, just do what they want or you guys are, I think you know what I'm talking about, like with these, you know, mandates that actually are no longer mandated, except as your governor has said. And unfortunately, here in New Jersey, Governor Murphy, he he's, you know, mandating for healthcare workers anyway, blah, blah, blah. But even with that, you trust in the Lord. If you want to give a religious exemption, there's a website. Um, actually, I'll give it to you right now. If you need a religious exemption, this is so cool. You can go on this website. Um, I'm going to give it to you right now. Hang on. Go to, I just sent it to my brother this morning, actually. Um, okay. Firstliberty.org. If somebody can type that, firstliberty.org. And then you'll see the different um, um, categories for the exemptions. It's super simple. And you can go on there and click the digital download. There's a red button that says digital download. Click it and then scroll down to page 18 and they've got sample letters. It's awesome. And then you can write a letter and submit it and hopefully, and then trust God. Remember Proverbs 30 verse five says that God, right? The Lord is a shield to those who trust him. Okay. And um, he will protect you. I'm telling you, as you put your trust in him, he will protect you. Again, that um, website was firstliberty.org. First okay. So there it is. And, you know, you could give them a small donation or donation or whatever if you want to. Um, but this is this information is totally free. It's it's such a blessing. Um, so because someone had asked me about about this yesterday and um, and and, you know, and I got this website from another friend. And, you know, so I could give the information anyway. I wanted to give you the information. Praise God. All right. I'm telling you, put your trust in the Lord. The Lord's wisdom is not man's wisdom. Your faith needs to stand in the wisdom of God, not man. Okay. Um, okay. And then verse 14, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place. You know, when you speak the truth, people can try to argue with you, but they look like fools. Because when you speak truth, truth is truth, right? Lies can get all kind of twisted. Lies do get twisted, right? How many people tell lies and then they don't remember what they said? And then it was like, no, that's, but when you speak the truth, the truth is always the same because it's the truth. So you just stand in the truth of God's word. Hmm. Okay. All right. Verse 15. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Keep your peace. Stay in peace. Stay in peace. Isaiah 26, 3. If you keep your mind stayed focused on the Lord, on his love for you, on his promises, right? He will keep you in perfect peace when your mind is fixed, focused, stayed on him. And that the, the next part of that says, because you trust him. 
you know, when you trust the Lord for real, you have peace. You have peace when you trust him for real. If you have anxiety, you are not trusting the Lord. You're actually in agreement with the spirit of fear. And I always talk about in many videos how to come against that. So, you know, um, you can do that. You can take care of it in 20 seconds or less. You repent for having come into agreement with it. You command that spirit, that unclean spirit to leave you now in Jesus' name. And then you speak the peace of Jesus Christ to your heart and mind to overflowing right now in Jesus' name. And that spirit will go. But repentance is first. You've got to tell God with all your heart that you're sorry that you came into agreement with that lying spirit of fear and anxiety and any other spirit attached to it, anything that's of the devil, and you've found yourself in agreement with it, repent for it. Meaning you, you tell God with all your heart and mean it. God knows if you mean it, right? And once you mean it, literally the devil, he's it severs that that partnership there. And then, but you can't stop there. Then you got to tell that thing to go, get out in Jesus name. And that goes for any attacks on your physical body as well. If you've been scared or you've been experiencing things and I want to, I got to share a couple, just two quick stories with you as well. So anyway, it's, this is, that's what you do. That's how you do it. So I know that's a blessing for many, many people watching right now, especially with what's going on. So, okay. Verse 16. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith. Faith is a shield. Do you see that? Proverbs 30 verse 5 says that the Lord is a shield to those who trust him. So when you're trusting the Lord, your faith is a force that's in motion and you have the Lord's protection. It's a shield. Your faith in God, right? In the Lord Jesus your faith in God is a shield to you because you trust him. That is so powerful. Oh man, Holy Spirit. I just feel the quickening of the Holy Ghost. Woo! I love it. Then it says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Okay. So Christ in you, you speak, you believe, you release whatever it is, and then you stand. Stand. When you stand, it means that you are considering no other option. So that leads me to, I want to share with you uh, two quick stories. Um, one that happened, I had gotten, um, I got an email or a message um, on Saturday, late Saturday from um, a friend who said that um, she was having a hard time breathing and she wanted me to pray with her. She said she'd been sick for two weeks. I wish she would have contacted me sooner, but I, I had no idea. But she'd been sick for two weeks and she just felt horrible. Well, I didn't see her message until I got home that Saturday evening. I was at an 80th birthday party. I didn't get home till like, you know, almost one in the morning, super late for me, right? But that's when I saw her message and I was like, oh my goodness, well, it was too late to call. So I said, I'll call you tomorrow. Anyway, I woke up to a message from her saying, I'm in the hospital. I, you know, like she had gone, I guess, later that night. She felt like she, 
her oxygen was low or whatever. So anyway, I spoke with her on Sunday and I told her, you know, I said, legally and ethically, I'm not a doctor. I cannot tell you what to do. I said, but if it were me, I just said, I recommend that you need to get out of there. They told her that she had C, you know what I'm talking about, with pneumonia. And so I told her, you know, the across the country is they're going to give you that drug that when severe, you know, that they're going to give you this drug and it, this drug is known to shut down the organs, but it's the protocol across the country. So I told her, I said, I asked her, I said, do you have an IV in you? She said, yes. I said, what's in it? She goes, I don't know. I said, tell them to pull it. Just tell them to pull it. So anyway, she, she said that they, you know, she had oxygen and anyway, and I said, I'm going to you know, speak to your lungs and you're going to be fine. And I said, but you need to tell them not, I want to go home. I'm going home. Get, the, get the, you know, because I, and I asked her this question. Okay. I said, what can they do for you in the hospital that you can't do at home except maybe harm you with these drugs? Right. And she was like, you know, you're right. I said, if you really have pneumonia, I said, tell them to give you steroids or the antibiotics, whatever, and send you home with some oxygen. And I was so proud of her because the following, um, wait, this was Sunday that we spoke and I guess, you know, she, she was home by Tuesday and I was like, yeah, I, so I got a message from her on Tuesday. Yes. You know, home great, you know, doing, so she's on her way, but here's the thing. I know that when I speak to someone's lungs, I know by the, by the spirit of God, I know that, that I'm releasing the power of God. They will be healed. They receive it. So, okay. That was the first story. Praise God. Then, oh, and she told me that her doctor was so weird. And she mentioned to him after she spoke to me, she said, no, I don't want that drug. And he goes, oh, well, that's not that bad. It's not going to really do a lot of damage. Are you kidding me? What kind of answer is that even? Right? So in any event, so then on, um, hang on one second, today's Thursday, on Tuesday, the same day in the afternoon, my husband, um, around five o'clock, he came upstairs and he says, Lise, you know, a friend of mine, he said his name is in the hospital. And they said he has C with double pneumonia. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, Rah! I haven't even seen this guy in over 10 years. And I said to my husband, give me his phone number right now, right now. I'm calling him right now in the hospital because my husband said he spoke to him and he sounded like he could just like whisper. And he had said that he went to the hospital because he felt like his oxygen was low. Give me his number right now. So he gave me the number. I called, I left a message. He called me back. So we had a conversation and now this person is not really you know, a believer, if you will. But he said, I spent the last two weeks praying the last 14 days. And I'm like, well, that's great. I said, but you're really going to get Jesus right now, you know? So in any event, I, same thing. I told him you need to get out of there. And I asked him the question. I said, are you on an IV? And he said, I was this morning. He goes, and then my primary doctor came in and took me off of it and said, no, he doesn't need this. And I said, do you know what it was? And he said, 
I'll tell you right now, he looks up the email, like with the medication, he goes, R-E-M-D-I-S. I went, oh my gosh. And actually before he told me what he was given, I had just told him about that drug and what it does and that this is the protocol across the country. And he was like, oh my God, I already had a bag and a half of it. I said, don't worry, the blood of Jesus will cleanse you. And I said, I'm going to speak to your lungs and you're going to be just fine. And then I told him, I said, listen, I can't tell you what to do, but my recommendation, I said, you need to get out of there. Again, I said, don't tell them. Cause I said, look, they already tried to poison you. He goes, I see that. Right. So I said, and he said, yeah, as soon as I got here, they put me on it and it was in the form of an IV. <clears throat> anyway, I said, well, your primary doctor saved your life. And I said, and now with this phone call, now, you know, the truth. And I said, and the Lord Jesus is going to heal you and you're going to be totally fine. And I said, you need to get up, get out of there. So this was um, Tuesday afternoon, right? Because he had gone, I guess, early in the morning. And, you know, that's when, anyway, and he also went because he said he felt like his oxygen was low. He didn't want to go, but he went. And, you know, he's not, and my other friend either, they haven't, you know, but I say even, even if so, there's nothing that the blood of Jesus can't take care of. You put your trust in the Lord. Okay. So bottom line is then I spoke to his lungs, commanded, you know, just the way I do. And he, I know he felt better instantly, you know, like immediately. And I said, breathe. I know you're feeling better right now. It's like, yeah. So, so then I told him the same thing, you know, get out of there. So he goes, um, I'm going to do that. So this was Tuesday. Yesterday, I called him in the morning. It was like, 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, hey, Lisa Boldo. I go, update. And he goes, I'm going home. And I was like, yeah. He goes, I'm just waiting for the pulmonary doctor to come in. He goes, my other doctor came in. He goes, he he checked my lungs. He walked me around. He said, you're good. Yes. Glory to God, right? So bottom line is he got home uh, yesterday around 7 p.m. So praise the Lord. He was only in there for a day. The bottom line is you have to be armed with knowledge, right? And I, I will put this out there to you. If you or anybody that you know is struggling with C, they tell you you have pneumonia, whatever. I'm going to tell you, if it's an emergency like that, please call me, but you got to leave a message. Or, you know, email me, but put your phone number there. You can email me. You can get the info at info. I'm sorry, at lisaboldo.com. And I will, I will call you back and let me know it's an emergency. Okay. Don't, don't call if it's, if it's not an emergency, like these two cases, they, that was an emergency. Someone's going to the hospital, you know? And, um, so in any event, those were the two stories. It was so awesome. And the other thing that I'll say is I want to just give you two quotes by John G. Lake that I just think are so cool. John G. Lake said, when I saw for the first time by the word of God, that sickness was not the will of God, everything in my nature rose up to defeat the will of the devil. Hmm. That's awesome. I'm going to read that one more time because it's so good. He said, when I saw for the first time by the word of God, that sickness was not the will of God because he's not because the word says I, he is your healer and Jesus paid with his own blood, with his own life, right? By his stripes, you were healed. Okay. He said, 
Sorry, I'm going to read it one more time. When I saw for the first time by the word of God that sickness was not the will of God, everything, capital, everything in my nature rose up to defeat the will of the devil. Glory to God. God is your healer. Devil needs to be cast out. Okay. And then the second quote, he said, we are awakening to the marvelous truth that Christ is not in the heavens only, nor the atmosphere only, but Christ is in you, right? The spirit of God in you. All right. We're almost out of time, but you need to stand. You know, when I talked to both of those people, I knew, I knew, I knew because I know how to take authority over their lungs. And I told them, you will be fine. You, you're, I, I'm, and, I, and the way I say it, I say, I'm speaking to your lungs. Lungs, right? They have to listen. They have to obey the spirit of God. Christ, they have to obey Christ. Christ in me. Glory to God. All right. And then, and I'm so, um, you know, the Lord wants us to speak with authority. And when you speak with authority, it's because you really have faith. And the prayer of faith heals the sick, right? Jesus gave us that authority. He told us to go do it. He said, go heal the sick, right? Okay. Cast out devils. You got to do it. Okay. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, let's do that right now. Repeat after me. Mean it with your whole heart. God knows if you mean it. You can't mock God or fool God, right? Just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I believe that you died on the cross and paid for my sins forever. And I believe that God the Father raised you on the third day. You are alive now and you live forever. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I make you. I ask you and I make you. I receive you. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And Lord, I ask you to baptize me with your Holy Spirit and and fire so I can be a great witness for you on this earth. Lord Jesus, I thank you. Thank you for saving me and healing me in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to the family of God. If you just prayed that, you just got what's called born again, born from above, born from above, meaning that God now, God the Father has sent the spirit of his son, the spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit that is called the spirit of God, Christ in you to live literally in, in your spirit. And I feel just led to say this. Remember the saints of old, St. Anthony, St. Jude, St. You know, all these saints, right? When you would see it, say in the Catholic church, my mother used to have these little statues of saints, which I don't recommend, but she had, um, you know, a statue of St. Jude, but you always see Jesus right here, right here. And one day I was in Spain and I looked at the statue and, I, and it had like a tongue of fire on its head too. Well, this is all representative of the Holy Spirit in you, Christ in you, right? Tongues of fire, the Holy Ghost. Okay. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, like on the day of Pentecost. Okay. So I looked at it and I was like, 
like I got annoyed, right? Because we're not supposed to look to statues or, you know, have statues and that kind of stuff. And the Holy Spirit said, no, look at it. And I looked at it. And that's where he revealed it to me. And he showed me, you know, they're just like you. The reason that they could do the works of Jesus, right? The, his works was because of Christ in them. And I'm telling you, I got that revelation that day. It changed my life forever. I was like, Lord, woo! visuals, right? It was awesome. So you and I have the spirit of God, the same spirit of God, right? That was on and in Jesus even as he walked the earth. Only the father, the son, right? Jesus said when he would lay hands or when he would heal people, he would say, it's the father in me that does the works, right? How? By the Holy Spirit, right? Same thing with us now. Only the word in the New Testament says the spirit of Christ, because all authority was given to Jesus in heaven and on earth, but the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, they're still three in one. So as Jesus said, it's the Father in me that does the works. Well, we now say it's Jesus, it's Christ in me that does the works, right? Glory to God. You look all through the New Testament, that's what they said. Christ in you, Christ in you. So I hope you understand that. I hope this has blessed you tonight. We are out of time, but I love you. I bless you in Jesus' name. Make sure that you share this out. Let's advance God's kingdom together. I love you. I bless you in Jesus' name, and I'll see you again real soon. Thanks for watching The Victorious Life.